Welcome to the C2C Podcast with Bill Prankert. I am your host, Jacob Walden. Here, I'm going to join Bill Prankert. We're going to talk about everything about revival, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and everything in between. And we hope that you're blessed here with another episode today of the C2C Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to our first fall second fall edition of our podcast it's crazy how fast the time's gone it's already you know the middle of october it's the end of october when this is coming out but here we are uh with a special guest today live from florida mr zachary how do i say your last name wayman 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 all right yeah. this is great we we did all this time and i finally know <laughs> the mystery is and, and of course mr bill prankard how are you I'm I'm amazing. I I can't believe that you didn't know how to say his last name. You, you told me he was your best friend. Well, we've all got issues, and if that's my only <laughs> one, then I think we're okay. <laughs> I forgive you, Jacob. Oh, thank you. Look at that. We're already just, moving on. <laughs> I, I just wanted to say, uh, Jacob, that I just am so so happy to be on with the two of you because you're mm. like both of both of you are like sons to me, and. Um, so that makes you kind of like brothers. So I guess it's are. time. I guess it's time that we know each other's names. Yeah. <laughs> well, Bill, by the time this comes out, you're going to be sitting in Florida. Uh, so why don't you tell the folks about a little bit about what, about what's been happening since uh, September? Well, uh, first of all, uh, Zach is down in Naples, Florida. And if you don't know, Naples is right down at the bottom of uh, mainland Florida on the uh, Gulf Coast. And um, most of you know where it is if you didn't before because it's been on the news, mm. Fort Myers, Naples, um, because there was a hurricane that just went through that um, was huge. And uh, yeah. Naples normally misses the, you know, the main part of these storms. They mm. either go off the East Coast or they go out into the Gulf and then come in and every forecast I saw, and I think most people down there saw, it was going to be out in the Gulf, but then come in around Tampa. Mm. And however, it decided the last minute to come and direct hit to Fort Myers, which is just north of Naples. And so um, uh, it really was bad. And, uh, uh, you know, Zach will tell you, because he's there. And uh, uh, it wasn't just the hurricane, the wind and the rain, but then the storm surge, which, um, you know, here in Canada, we don't have much understanding about it, but mm. it's after the hurricane goes through that the water just kind of just comes up. So, yeah. uh, Zach, you're there. You're on staff with uh, Destiny Church in Naples, Florida, and um, you are an evangelist and you're, you're one of my favorite people. And I'm so proud of you. And, but you you were there during the storm. So, yeah. um, you know, what? tell us what was it like and what, what's it been like since? Well, I can tell you that, um, you know, the, the news makes a lot of things seem uh, sometimes more devastating than they really are. Not to say that there weren't areas that were completely um, wiped out. Uh, Fort Myers Beach, those photos, those videos are very, very real. Um, a lot of people lost their homes. A lot of people lost their businesses. Um, and some of those people whose homes were flooded also lost their jobs. Yeah. Um, so there is definitely... Um, some despair right now. Um, I know I've just been speaking 2 Corinthians 4, 8, and 9, 
Uh, we are hard pressed on every side and yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We may be persecuted, but we're not forsaken, struck down, but we're not destroyed. I mean, um, Fort Myers Beach can be rebuilt. You know, um, the build the bridges to Pine Island can be rebuilt. Uh, there are a lot of people that are trying to scramble to get resources, but I can tell you one thing that the church of Jesus Christ has just shined so bright and so beautifully. Um, trust that, that's what I want you to, that's what I want yeah. you to talk about because, you know, there's a scripture that says God can bring beauty out of ashes. In other words, mm. out of disaster, yeah. good yeah. things can come. So, yeah. um, what, what do you mean by the church is right I mean, I mean, truckloads of supplies from just about all over the country have been rolling in one after wow. another. Um, you know, Operation Blessing brought two trucks when they couldn't get a semi trying to get things here as fast as they could. Um, they were the first ones to actually kind of arrive. Uh, then a semi truck from Operation Blessing came to the 700 Club. Um, Rodney Howard Brown from the River Church actually flew down by helicopter. Um, he's contributed. He sent five trucks full of you know, wow. non-perishable foods and generators and so many supplies. Uh, and our new property uh, at Destiny Church, we have that outdoor place that you both have been to. Mm -hmm. um, the tabernacle out there has kind of turned into a, um, a place for staging uh, all of the supplies. Uh, we have a front-end loader. We're loading trucks, sending it to Fort Myers, Lehigh, wow. Cape Coral, Naples, all around people from all over are coming carload after carload and just... We're just loading them up and sending them out. Um, not only that, but um, the amount of people who have just come forward, and um, it's beautiful to see the the church not only love and word, but actually in action, and to mm. step forward and to begin to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Um, the first few days, uh, a lot of us were actually ripping out drywall and uh, carpets that were wet and moving furniture, trying to save what we could out of a lot of people's homes. Um, the set apart students that I'm director of a full a nine month discipleship program here uh, in Southwest Florida at Naples uh, and uh, at Destiny Church as well. So we have I have 12 students, you know, Jesus had 12 disciples and um, it's amazing uh, what 12 people, actually 13 with me in agreement, touching upon something and agreeing upon mm. it can get done. I mean, the speed uh, that 12 people can accomplish things, it, it really blows my mind. Uh, it makes a lot of sense why Jesus chose, chose 12. Uh, and it also makes sense when I read in the book of Acts that a handful of men turned the world upside down. Um, <laughs> to begin to see people agreeing on something and then doing something, uh, it's really amazing. Um, I love yes, like, you. You said that they're ripping out drywall and that. Um, for us Northerners, I mean, ex what, explain what happened. I mean, there, there was rain and wind and then there was all this water, right? Yeah, some people got two inches or two feet of water. Some people had four feet of water. Uh, some people had eight feet of water. And so drywall is in their houses inside their home. Yeah. So wow. drywall is eight feet by um, four feet. And so if they got two feet of water or anything less than two feet of water, they cut two foot of drywall, which would be half a sheet of drywall. They tear all that out. They tear out the insulation. They dry the two by fours and then they put the drywall back in. If you got four feet, they have to move a whole sheet. And sometimes they have to just tear out the whole interior of the home. Um, wow. So that part is, is hard to see. Um, you know, there was, a, there was a young girl named Chloe. Uh, I think we got the wrong address 
um, but we actually got the right address and we showed up and uh, that was probably the hardest part for me was all of those little girl, all that little girl's things, you know, all her dolls, all her toys, um, her bed, her, all her books. Um, that was, that was a little tough, but um, being yeah. able to pray with her mom, watching the girls minister to her, watching the Holy Spirit show up, bringing hope uh, to a situation where people feel like they've lost everything, knowing that, you know, God's mm -hmm. with them, he's for them, and um, he's going to, you know, supply all their need according to his love in Christ. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, just shining that light right now is so super important. So That's pretty so, good. Zach, what, what, like, what's the reaction of people? I mean, I know a lot of the homes that you were at were church from the church, but then you were helping a lot of people outside of the, mm. you know, Christian community or church community. Yeah. Uh, what's the reaction mm. when, when they find out you're, you're from a church and you're giving them food or giving them whatever? Well, I think we get the opportunity to break down a lot of misconceptions. Uh, mm. People are always wanting to know what we want, uh, you know, yeah. um, <laughs> where do we make out our donations? Like how, how much do you guys want to do these things? And, you know, when we tell them we don't want anything, but to love them and to help them. Mm. Uh, there, a lot of them, they get, they get fairly emotional. I mean, we were working on Gene's house and his neighbor came down and asked if we could come rip out some carpet and Gene's like, can you go help my neighbor? And we're like, Gene, we're trying, we're trying to help you right now. Like, <laughs> let's finish moving your office things out. <laughs> um, like we were moving all his stuff into a pot, spraying it down with all this antimicrobial stuff, trying to save his furniture. Mm -hmm. um, and he wants us to go help his neighbor. It's his amazing heart. Um, and so we ended up going in there and we, we ripped out one room and then we raced through two bedrooms. So I took half the set apart and Uncle Rick took the other half of the set apart students and we just ripped out the carpet and the padding as fast as we could. Wow. Um, my team lost, but uh, <laughs> you know, we were looking for, uh, <laughs> We were looking for uh, for one of the students, well, actually one of the girls who lives in the dorm. Um, we couldn't find her. We're, we're ready to move on to another house. And she's out back ministering to wow. the ladies in the house and just praying for them. And then, you know, we had an opportunity to lead two of them to the Lord uh, wow. and um, pray for healing. Uh, the lady said that she, her ankle, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to exaggerate, Bill, so it's hard to tell on camera. Her, her ankle is larger than a grapefruit. It, it it was very, it was in between a grapefruit and a cantaloupe. It, it was very swollen. And um, when we prayed for her, really, really simple prayers, you know, we don't have to complicate stuff. It's Jesus's name and his power that does the miracles. And um, so, so, so how are you feeling? She said, uh, it's not, it's not burning anymore. It, I, it feels different. I felt something happened. I, I feel like the swelling's going down and I feel the power of God. Like, and it was just amazing. Um, for God to just show up, uh, he's always ready, you know, he's, he's always ready to, to show up and, and show off. And I, I love it. Right now. Yeah. And you, you've been doing this for, for how long now since the hurricane? Well, we were at your house because <laughs> it was amazing for all of you who don't know, um, what you see is what you get with, um, Bill Prankard. And, uh, when he calls me a son, he's definitely a spiritual father of mine. And, uh, Oh, he's the real deal. He's the real deal. <laughs> oh, Jacob, uh, so are you. <laughs> we'll get to Jacob when we get to Israel, I think. Yeah, no. Uh, so we, we stayed at Bill's um, for a night. And once we realized that his power was off and our power was off, we might as well try to, 
you know, fight it out at home with no power. So, so we as I pointed home. out, Zach, you still yeah. had power. You didn't have hydro. That's right. That's right. You call it hydro. So I didn't have electricity, but we're never without <laughs> okay. power. Never without power. <laughs> but you've got the power inside of you. Amen. Come on. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So, yes. so we barely just got our stuff. Um, well, I got it unloaded out of the car. Let's say that I didn't. We didn't unpack our bags yet. Um, I had a cooler with ice that had our food in it, and I sat down on my not even my couch, but my ottoman, and I just said, "I said, honey, I, I just, I really want to go help somebody. Like, I, I don't, I don't know hmm. how I'm supposed to just sit here. What, what, how can I sit here in my house with no electricity? There's, I just feel like I need to go help." And she said, "If someone needs your help, they'll call you." And Within five minutes, I don't like to do time frames, but it was within five minutes. It may have been within two. My phone rang and it was Gabby from the church and they were on their way to Jean. So it was almost immediately like the day wow. after the storm, we were, we were on the ground um, doing whatever we could to, to help mm. as many people as we can. Yeah. Amen. That's super good. And, and how, what's the, I mean, how long are you, I mean, you, how close do you are to being kind of done? Well, we're in phase two now. We started phase two uh, yesterday, actually. Uh, so the first whole week was a lot of um, trying to get uh, people, people's homes cleaned up as much as mm -hmm. we can, um, to getting in there, to, to removing items that, uh, that they needed out of their house, carpets and part of the walls, a lot of their furniture and yeah. things like that, getting people generators that didn't have power. But now we're kind of in phase two where we are trying to get food, water, and supplies to as many people as possible. So um, awesome. I don't know how long until we're done. Uh, I, I have a wonderful pastor. Uh, I listen to him. I follow him. And um, and so if he says we're going to keep going, then we're going to keep going. If he says, yeah. you know, that's that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm surrendered to the Lord and yielded to my, my pastor. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah. he's an amazing guy yeah, yeah bill bill was talking about the sermon i i think we were talking about that before the podcast started a sermon he shared shortly after the hurricane and bill and i are sitting in none of it because our flight was delayed in a hotel and it's what 8 30 9 o'clock at night and i'm listening to greg pastor greg and i'm getting fired up and i said <laughs> we both are we're like yeah this is really good greg come on preach it and I said to Bill, I said, I don't have anything to offer. I said, I could take a, a hotel cup of coffee to somebody. But I said, I have to do something because it was just such a stirring message. But Greg, Greg's done a beautiful thing. And it was just simply, hey, you can actually be Jesus right now. And it doesn't have to be this crazy thing, but just serving somebody, whoever that is, whether that's one or whether that's 100. And it was it was a really great, really great message. So, yeah. well, Check it out. Go well, to and I, I think you know what we all love about Greg Ball, pastor of Destiny Church, Naples, Florida, is that he lives what he preaches. He's, I mean, and it's contagious. You know, I've said before because I've seen the opposite. When a senior pastor is not kind of interested in anything, I said, then that's contagious. Yeah. But when a church has a leader like uh, Pastor Greg Ball. Um, it is contagious. I mean, you want yeah. to, you want to, because him and his wife, Bobby, are out there. They're doing yeah. it. They're, they're, you know, they, um, they get their hands dirty with everybody else. And, uh, and, and then you want to, you want to be like him. I want to be like him when I grow up. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Yeah. And this is a great time to transition. Pastor Greg came with us in August 
to Israel. And so the four of us men, uh, Bill and I went from Canada and the two of them came from the States. We met in Israel and Zach, what were your first impressions on landing in Israel for your first time? Wow, there's palm trees here too. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's so simple, I guess. <laughs> that's No, uh, the, the air is so clean. I mean, um, it's just, it's very clean. Uh, that was my first reaction. Well, actually it was, there's palm trees here too. But my second <laughs> one was, while the weather was really somewhat similar to, to Florida, it was very hot when we were there. Yeah. Um, uh, there was a lot of Jewish people in Israel. Um, so I'm not used to seeing that amount of black hats, with the curls and stuff. Uh, did, um, were yeah. you, like, you understood where you were going, didn't you? Like, Israel is a Jewish state. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that when, when I got on the plane, actually, it didn't, they didn't even have to wait till Israel. You know, we flew um, LL and there were all the announcements were in Hebrew. A lot of the stuff was in Hebrew. All my food had letters on it that I couldn't read. Um, I just had to trust that it was it was good. It was delicious. The food was also mm. very, very good. Um, so I didn't yeah. even have to wait till Israel to get delicious hummus. I was like on a plane. I was <laughs> it. it was really well, good. Well, I tell people, if you if you go to Israel to fly LL, it's the Israeli government's airline, um, mm. kind of equivalent to Air Canada here. And um, um, you you the moment you get on the plane, basically you're in Israel. I mean, yeah. you know, the flight attendants, the food, the announcements, it's a, it's a great way to support Israel. That's great. Yeah. And, and Bill, how many times was this uh, your trip to Israel? Um, I'd rather not answer that question yeah, because okay. I had been quite vocal that this <laughs> past trip was my 50th. And, um, and then, you know, we talked about it a bit over there and um, I started to question it. Then I get home and my darling wife Gwen questioned it, and and she doesn't think it could be fifty. It's in the high, I think between forty-five and fifty. But perfect. So I've been there a number of times. <laughs> we'll, we'll just keep celebrating your fiftieth trip for the next few years. That's the easiest well, way yeah, to do it. <laughs> sooner or later, one of these, one of these will be right. Okay. Well, Zach, we'll start with you. Uh, what was your favorite? We did a lot. We were there for what, about 12 days and traveled a good chunk of the country. What was your highlight uh, spot to be? If you can narrow it down, if you got to do a couple, that's great too, but share uh, whatever you got. Yeah. I mean, um, just the fact that we were walking with Jesus walk was, yeah. was, was huge for me. Mm. Um, one of the most memorable parts was probably be when we were in the pit and Bill read Psalms 88. Um, that was a very uh, sombering, I don't know if that's the word, uh, just really recognizing exactly what Jesus, where he was right before where he was, where he went, you know, like we went yeah. from Gethsemane, uh, yeah. where he prayed the prayer, where the, where the blood, where the sweat turned into blood on his forehead, mm. and then into the pit. And to the place where his friends denied him, you know, where Peter denied him. And it was just, yeah. it was like a very real. Yeah. Uh, you know, we read about yeah, it. I, I think I was the same as that when, first time I went there. And because uh, um, I, I, a lot of groups don't go there. So I'd been there many times with mm. tours and never seen it. And I'd read Psalm 88 many times and just mm. read over it, you know, but yeah. um, 
And yet I never thought, I guess, you know, I mean, I just never thought that, you know, they arrested him, what we would say Thursday night, they crucified him Friday afternoon, probably three o'clock, I think they say he died. And uh, he had to spend some place overnight. And, um, yeah. and the, here it is in the basement or the lower part of the high priest's house, there was a prison yeah. and um, they put the worst of the worst in this pit. And, and mm. um, yeah, so when you're there and you read it yeah. and, and it just, it just comes alive to you. It's just like, he, he did more than just come and die. Yeah. It must've been a terrible long night. Cause you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, anyway. Anyways, is that, <laughs> did you have another one to share with us, Zach, or was that it? Not like, is that it? But you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean, those hikes were, they, they, they really made me have an appreciation for hikes. You know, I thought maybe yeah. I didn't like being outside so much, uh, you know, but I did. I really enjoyed um, in Negeti a lot. You know, mm. Bill told us that that was probably one of his favorite places on Earth. And yeah. I can see why. Yeah. Um, you know, I almost feel like the enemy was trying to keep me from 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 mounting from getting to the top of that uh, hill. But I can tell you, once we jumped into that pool, you know, where David was and getting <laughs> that cool water, man, yeah. that was something. That was that was something. If, if they're going and there's other people that are that are invited to go, man, that's the place. That's the yeah. place to go. Don't miss Getty. That, yeah. that is. A, I'll never forget that. I'll never forget yeah. that. The Dead Sea is great, but it's hot and it and it smells really <laughs> strong. But the, those pools, those pools in Engedi, there's that water. There's something about that water. That was yeah. that was amazing. And Engedi, for those that may not know, that that's the area you read in the Bible where David hid when mm. when Absalom and before that Saul was looking for him. It's yeah. a perfect place. I mean, it's way up high. It's high. It's a quite a climb, yeah. and it's very hot because it's right down by the Dead Sea, which is the lowest point on earth however you get up there not only are there caves where he mm. live but these pools spring fed waterfalls pools and vegetation and it's it's just lovely up there and i mean and to think that you're probably you know there in that water um doing what david did uh, a long time ago and oh, yeah. uh, uh, it's a very very special place that is Bill, was that a highlight for you then this time, or was there something specific that really stood out to you? Well, as you recall, I didn't go up to Engedi. Wow, you're right. <laughs> so, so you, well, forget my question then, Bill. What did you like? <laughs> so I, I wasn't going to bring this up, but um, I, I wasn't. I didn't get ready. I didn't prepare the body for the trip, and so I had some difficulty because it was very, very hot. It was yes. between 40 and 45 uh, degrees Celsius. So um, we decided because I'd had some issues on other walks um, before that that I wouldn't go. I wanted you to go. I had a lovely morning on my own uh, down at the kibbutz, but. Um, um, I was reliving it with you and just thrilled when I, you guys got back and I heard. And, yeah. uh, but I'm telling you, next time I'm going up because, Zach, I have a personal trainer. I'm in the gym several times a week. I'm working out, yes. I'm getting stronger. And there's no devil stopping me because in two years' <laughs> time, Jacob and I are going back yep. with basically whoever wants to come. There's going to be a small tour I'm 
but you have to pay. It's, it's a, um, probably limited to 25, and we're going to do the Jesus Trail or the Jesus uh -huh. Trek. Walk from Nazareth to the Sea of Galilee, um, and they break it up into four days hike. And the, uh -huh. it's a wonderful hike. And uh, we've been working on the itinerary with the company over there that specializes in this. And uh, yeah. I'm very excited about it. So we'll uh -huh. start promoting this soon. And uh, because in two years time, it's kind of a significant year for me because I, I have a birthday. I actually have a birthday every year, but in wow. two years time, I have a significant birthday. So, <laughs> uh, so for the, my 80th year, I'm going to do the Jesus trail wow. and uh, um, it'll be, it'll be amazing. And yeah. if I, if I have trouble walking, Jacob will carry me. That's right. I've been now training with a personal trainer. Julie just sits on my back all the time and that's how I just walk around. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I think, I think for me, one of the, one of the parts I didn't think would have as big of an impact and it really didn't, I felt like until after I came home was the Valley where David and Goliath fought. You know, we went to this field and we had drive two hours <laughs> out of our way because there was really nothing else. We go to this field and it's just a field. And I've seen fields here in Ontario in Canada that look nicer, they're better kept. And then I was like, okay, this is great. And then I went home, but it was the impact of that standing in the field and looking, you know, our, we had a guide who happened to be sitting under a tree that we met and he goes, that's where Goliath and the army was on this side. Then he turns around and he goes, that's where the Israelites were. And they were on this side and David walked down and you see this dried up brook right here. That's where he picked the stones out of. And it's like, oh man, like, <laughs> you know, this is, this is awesome. And I think it hit me that one, probably, I know I got wrecked everywhere we went, but that, uh, that one really stood out to me among others. So yeah, it did, to, it did to me, Jacob, because, you know, and all the times I've been there, I've never gone there and groups don't go there, obviously for two reasons, <laughs> it is yeah. out of the way and there's nothing to see. You know, Just, most places you go, there's the ruins of something or there's this or that, but um, it's a field in the hills and and probably very, very much like it was, mm -hmm. you know, um, in David's day. I mean, yeah. it hasn't changed, but I got I got so inspired there. I, I just got, I mean, something really hit me. And I think yeah. we all brought some stones home and um, mm -hmm. I've got a few yeah. left, but I've given um, a couple away to special people um you know in meetings and uh, like dick and joan dewart they started the miracle channel they've done great things the, you know nationally here and that we jacob and i were with them for labor day weekend conference yeah. and i presented them with a stone and of course you know jacob brought it up in a nice cloth pouch and then i take it up because i told him i brought them something very special <laughs> back from israel and they, they're kind of excited i think they think uh, you know, some piece of jewelry or something, <laughs> and I take out a stone and hand to them, and oh, oh no, um, and I think it was Dick said, uh, I, I guess there's some significance to this, and <laughs> I just joke, say, no, no, I just picked up in the parking lot, but then I told them, and yeah. um, I yeah. said, I really felt that God told me to give you this, uh, to remind you every time you look at it, that uh, um, any giants, any giants that come against you or your ministry, your family, mm -hmm. um, God's bigger 
And Amen. they just, I mean, they went on and on about it. And I think the next day they were talking, they said, <laughs> out of all the things we've been given, out of all the gifts, out of all the others, that's probably the most precious thing we've ever mm -hmm. received. And, um, yeah. It, but yeah, for me, I just, I really felt I wanted to go this year. And I talked to Chris Atkins, uh, one of our cameramen that has done Russia with us. He was on staff for television with us. And he does a lot of um, mm -hmm. uh, filming in Israel. He actually produces two different television programs from Israel. He lives in Canada here, but he told me about it. And, you know, so I knew what to expect. I knew that mm -hmm. there would be nothing there. Yeah. But yet there's something there. <laughs> yeah, there is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. I, crazy I, you know, there wasn't there. nothing there. There wasn't nothing there. The amazing part was, is there was that tour guy that Jacob was talking about. It's like, it's like God placed him there. Like, cause he's like, there it is. There's the mountain where the Philistines were. And he's like, we got like a, a private thing. I think yeah. he was like in the same company as the other guy from the kibbutz that took us on that, took us on that other trek up the salt rock mountain. Um, yeah, could, could have been. Well, you're, you're I actually, right. I mean, but you know, and trips like that, you really expect divine yeah. appointments. Yeah. That, you know, you're in the right place, the right time, with the right people. Because, yeah, yeah um, when we got there to near the dried up brook, um, I mean, it wouldn't have been as meaningful at all, but there's this, there's a vehicle, and then there's just a man sitting under a tree. And so I didn't know whether he wanted to be alone or that, but said hi. Actually, he was the driver and was with a guide and a family that had the guide and family had walked over somewhere to see some. And um, he was really knowledgeable. So he became yeah. our guide for that point and showed us exactly where David would have come from Bethlehem, come down this way, and yeah. the Philistines up here. And you, you could really picture it. it yeah. So because yeah, if so he cool. hadn't have been there, uh it wouldn't have been as as good but um <laughs> god was with us amen amen yeah. zach is there anything that you came home with that you're like man god was really speaking this to me during my time in israel you know it's so impactful while you're there but i know that since i've come home something has changed in my heart so so what has happened or what has god been speaking to you since or during israel that you'd want to share yeah, it's interesting. Um, you know, the first the first place where we kind of stopped once we got close was, um, you know, uh, the church of multiplication. And uh, we walked into that. And um, for those of you who haven't been there, you're not really supposed to talk in some of these holy sites like the Catholic Church is kind of like, do your explanations outside and then come in and be real reverent and quiet. And so um, there wasn't much explanation. I didn't even know we were at the church of multiplication. <laughs> and so I walk in and this like real short little nun came out and kind of wanted to shush us, but then she whispered and then explained, this is the rock where Jesus, where it's believed that Jesus multiplied the loaves and the fish. And they had all the little, um, little tiles, the mosaics all around where it had the fish and, and the loaves. And then these guys, they just, they just walked out. It, it was like, it was good for them, but something hit me real strong. The spirit was really, really strong there. And so I would have been asking, you know, why, why, what were you trying to say to me? And so I really just began to unpack the loaves and the fishes and, and that miracle and, and all wow. that stuff. And, and I had a lot of, uh, I was teaching a lot about that, but also that place where, where um, David and Goliath, I took, I took some stones from there mm. um, and I gave, 
one of them to each of the set apart students, all 12 of them, you know, set apart Naples. Um, yeah. And I felt kind of like Bill, like, like I got to do something with these stones. Like I can't just hand them a rock. It's like, here, I brought you this from Israel. So we got, we got the little leather box and, um, and I was, and I was speaking with our youth pastor, Michael. And um, I told him that I was going to go into the, the David and Goliath with set apart. And he's like, mm-hmm. we're in the hero series with the youth right now. Would you like wow. to, would you like to preach? And so <laughs> last Wednesday, um, you know, a few days ago, I, I preached a message on David and Goliath. Uh-huh. Um, but I guess but right now, so what, so what a question, things. Zach, what a question. Ask an evangelist, would you like to preach? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, like, like and, and then the storm came. So, so what had happened was it was like, it was like, when I said yes, so I was going to be youth on Wednesday, which is the youth group. And then it was going to be young adults on Friday, which we have once a month service. And then I was lined up to preach that Sunday at Destiny on the church. I was going to go Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. So, yeah, it's like the evangelist. We say, yes, you know, ask if, ask if we want to speak. <laughs> sure, we'll, we'll, we'll go for it. Um, yeah. But so right now I'm really thinking about the layers of the city mm. and how everything's kind of like stacked one upon another. And it was real significant when we were waiting to get into we were waiting to get into the pools, right, of Bethesda. They didn't open to a certain time, so Bill ended up walking us down the, the streets where Jesus would have walked and carried the cross. And we ended up, I think it was like Herod's, was it Herod's palace, maybe? Pontius Pilate. Where was it? Pontius Pilate's. Um, Pontius Pilate's. And, yeah. and, and Jacob and I went down in the cistern, and uh, we're walking underneath this, and then there was like the original floor. Yeah. You know, and Bill said, you know, Jesus probably walked on the street. And I felt like, yeah, I believe he did, you know, and, and you know, we were where Jesus was, you know, yeah. and in Revelation 21, it talks about the new Jerusalem coming. Mm-hmm. And so soon there'll be a new Jerusalem and we'll literally be where God is, you know, yeah. and like, yeah. and it's like, I know he's everywhere, right? I'm not trying to take away from him being in us and with us, but to actually walk, not where Jesus walked, but to walk yeah. with god and in, in the new jerusalem yeah. like i don't know it's it's very powerful to me it's very significant the layers Amen. of the city well, I, the layers of god's word yeah. it's just and there's I think, just so I think, much there. so many people have said to me I, I don't need to go to israel i mean he's with <laughs> me he's here but uh my life has changed every time i go one yeah. of the places i absolutely loved was where we stayed right on the shore of galilee magdala yeah. Yeah. Uh, because uh, that's only been discovered the last few years. Um, yeah. And that's where Mary Magdalene was from. And, uh, uh, and you know, she plays a very prominent part in mm. ministry of Jesus. And, 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 and there, up until a few years ago, there was no evidence that there yeah. was a Magdala. So there were those that said, well, that was just fiction. And so she didn't exist. Well, uh, you know, the guy was building this hotel and digs down and there, and there it is, there it is. <laughs> all the ruins of Magdala, including uh, the synagogue where Jesus would have taught him the ruins mm. of it. And, uh, yeah. and the hotel uh, is right there. I mean, I, I, I knew he had to move down a little bit, but he didn't move down very much. I mean, just got rid of part of the lobby. Was, <laughs> yeah. And so. You know, it just, and it's a beautiful hotel and yeah. uh, lovely food. Everything was great. But um, I, I just, while we're there, I think like we're right here. Yeah. We're right here. We're right here. And then 
uh, Zach, one of my favorite, I, every place is my favorite, but <laughs> when we, we climbed up to the Mount of Beatitudes and you read the Sermon on the Mount, the whole Sermon on the Mount, mm. out of the message translation, and yeah. it was so good. It's uh, yeah. When you read it there, especially on the message, and um, it just comes to life to me, and you can yeah. picture Jesus there on that hill with all the people sitting there, and um, and him giving the message so That's it's so um so what would you what would either one of you say to people that have never been to israel christians have never been to israel what would you say to them oh man i told uh i told one of the guys i disciple i said look you're either going to go to the old jerusalem or the new jerusalem and you don't want to miss the old one because that's where jesus was so he, i think that's a pretty good thing <laughs> yeah but, yeah I think for me, in a lot of ways, it not only changed, like, because in scripture, you know, as you're reading, you're like, oh, the Sea of Galilee, and you see a picture of what you think it looks like based on either a picture, a story, or whatever, or you're like, yes, this is where Elijah and the prophets of Baal was, and then you're like, okay, yeah, sure, it looks like this, it's a mountain, <laughs> to me, it was literally just like a rocky mountain, that's what I pictured, and you get there, and you're like, oh, there was grass, <laughs> right, like, it's in that place where there were trees, and you like that you 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 like mount carmel didn't you with elijah i loved mount elijah <laughs> is one of my favorites in the whole world um so not only did it shift the way i read scripture but there was something that shifted in me like i know i came home and julia was like what happened like when you were gone i was like what do you mean she goes well you know things are like you changed a little bit i'm like well yeah like i just i it's so hard to put into words and I'm sure Zach, Zach, you probably felt this in a way, like it's so hard to convey the transformation that's happened when you actually go just with an open heart and allow Holy Spirit to minister to you. Because it's like, yeah, I want to go back and I want to just like, let's go every week, you know, like if we could just like enjoy it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. like that's, I think every believer at some point needs to go to Israel and just to, to put your feet on the ground and to see, you know, this stone was exactly, we know without a doubt, Jesus touched this stone, you know, in Magdala. And then there's places where it's like, yeah, he preached kind of in this area, but it's like, he was physically here and he's in me now, but he was physically yeah. put his feet here and did stuff. So Zach. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jacob. I mean, for you guys who don't know Jacob other than on, on podcasts or videos or something <laughs> like he's just got such a pure heart i mean he's he's just this pure big loving guy um he's one of the most friendly and happy people that i've ever met um i some people get grouchy like after hiking for days in the desert <laughs> in water. um i don't think i ever saw him without that smile on his face yeah. right there and yeah. like, he's got, I don't know where he gets this energy from, but he just, I don't know if it's from the sports and all the basketball that you play. I mean, he just rolls. Like, I don't even know if he's sweating half the time. I don't know what's going on. Like, like there's some, there's something happening there, but um, spending the time with both of you, you know, and pastor Greg, I don't think that I could have, I, I couldn't have picked a better group of people to go, to go with. Like it was really, whether it was your 50th trip now, or it's going to be your 50th trip when you do the Jesus walk. <laughs> You know, I'm telling everybody, I want to build Franker on his 50th trip to Israel. And that's like the story that I tell. So, so, I mean, either I'm going to be a liar, I'm just going to stick with it because we don't really know. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's 50. So there you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Not only did Israel change, you know, not, not only will it change the way you read the Bible, 
um, it'll, it'll change your life. And the yeah. people that you go with, I, I mean, at least for me, the people that I went with, it changed our relationships, yeah. you know, um, for the better. Uh, you know, yeah. we, when we were in Christ church, I mean, we all shared a room. Yeah. Four guys <laughs> in a room and the bathrooms aren't very large, but I tell you what, that is one of the most peaceful places on earth. I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, you get behind that, you get in the city gates, there's a lot going on, but you get behind the gates of Christ church and it's just, it's a sweet, it's a sweet place. Um, yeah. So if you haven't been to Israel and you can go to Israel, go. If someone asks you to go to Israel and you don't go, I wouldn't know why. I don't know why you would not want to go. Um, yeah, the flight's a little long or whatever, but that's you. That's you, I don't even remember that part. You know, it's like it's like you gotta go. You gotta get there and um, be open for God to to change you, to transform you, and to bring unity and love into the relationships with people that you go. I mean, it was amazing. It was amazing. I, I want to share. And, sorry, Bill. You go ahead. Just I, yeah. just, just let me ask this. I'll, I'll forget, but you won't. Uh, <laughs> let, let me ask both of you. Like when you're reading scripture now and you read that say Jesus was you know in Capernaum and then then they head to wherever you know either Caesarea, Caesarea Philippi up north or yeah. going to Jerusalem or you know from Jericho he went up to Jerusalem um, when you read that after you've been there it's different isn't it yeah I I mean like Zach said you appreciate hiking a little more right when you realize <laughs> Jesus is like, hey, I'm going to give you a little illustration. And it probably was a good two-day hike for them to get to Caesarea Philippi. And he could have just said, you know, the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. And they would have been like, yeah, you're right. But for him to actually go there, like, that's a long trek, <laughs> right? And yeah. that's, yeah, so it changes your view on, like, it just wasn't a quick, we're just going to go across the street and then there it is. And then, you know, it's, it's quite a ways. <laughs> And yeah. the, the word on the street is that you, uh, for whatever reason, Jacob, you bought all, all new clothes over in Israel to wear. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Bill and I lost our, we didn't lose anything, actually. The airlines <laughs> mishandled our, our luggage. So we matched, and I thought that was pretty fun. <laughs> we we, <laughs> the we went store. to the same store <laughs> near our hotel in Magdala and, and got the same outfits, I think different size, but you know, but the shorts, I mean, they were the same shorts. Mine come down between my knee and my ankle and yours are way up above your knee. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, why. Well, but we did, we did knows? get our luggage. We, we did, did get our luggage before we came home. Yep. 4 a.m. And we left at noon. So <laughs> it was yeah. a gift. I, I was, was just thinking, you know, talking about the things to do or not do in Israel. One of those, and this is also a miracle. So I want to kind of share there's a, it's a twofold story. Somebody who's not with us on this call, I won't name any names, lost their passport <laughs> during the trip. And it, that really, you know, Zach, you want to talk about being brought together? That really brought us together because we had to really believe God for a miracle. <laughs> yes. Yes, and um, Pastor Greg, bless his heart. Oh, I guess I wasn't going to say his name, but the cat's out of the bag. So, uh, well, people can figure if it's <laughs> yeah, if people it's can figure. Is there and whoever was isn't with us right now. I mean, a uh, little little <laughs> bit of mystery. Um, yeah, went to go get the car for us, and we were you know walking around Capernaum, yeah, which is crazy to say. And uh, he comes back and he goes, 
guys, I've messed up real bad. And we're like, oh no. And the morning, it was beautiful. He did this uh, little devotional talk with us, you know, about intentionality and purity as a man and all this stuff. And it was very good. And then he goes, I got into the car with these two young girls. And we're like, oh boy. And uh, he's like, they were trying to take me to the car. And he just kept going on. And we're all thinking, what happened? And he goes, and I left my backpack in the car. And we're like, okay, not bad. And he goes, but my passport's in it. And so, oh goodness, that that was a sigh of relief. I couldn't be more relieved that all he lost was his passport. And so <laughs> after, I don't know how many hours, we ended up going about our day, praying and uh, just asking God for a miracle. We get back to the hotel and somehow his hotel card key was in his backpack and these girls brought it to the hotel. And so Pastor Greg got his backpack and his passport back. So fun. Because they, did, crazy. they didn't know his name. They, they knew he, all he said was he was a pastor from Florida, yeah. but they didn't know where he was staying. But, yeah. And he didn't know he left his hotel card in the backpack. But yeah. that then that showed where the, he was staying. And so they, these girls were from, was it Norway or somewhere? Denmark we don't even know Sweden or Switzerland or Denmark. I don't know something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that he will tell that story, but uh, it's out there now. It's all that matters. <laughs> it's out there, apparently. But yeah, he, he got his passport back, which yeah. um, because otherwise we would have had to take quite a bit of the trip, you know, mm. the uh, U.S. embassy or consulate and working through stuff to get yeah. a replacement. So it's um or or we would have had to leave them there and you know we didn't that want to do that no. we need them yes that's right but i gotta tell you for me um to travel with the three of you like mm. you're three of my favorite people in the entire world and uh, to get to do israel with the three of you it was just a delight i loved our times together i loved our mm. times when just sitting around talking driving in the car um uh, Jacob did almost all the driving and um, rather aggressive, but um, you have to be. And yeah. uh, and then our time meals together and just the whole yeah. thing was just a real, real blessing to me. And it was. It was a blessing to be there too, Bill. Well, Zach, um, I just want you to share a little bit uh, just for people who are like, yeah, that's great. You know, Israel's from the past, but doesn't really have a lot of meaning necessarily for the future. And, you know, people say, you know, if you bless Israel, you get blessed, but that's not true. The whole church thing. Why don't you share a little bit of just why it's important for believers to bless Israel today? And then we'll kind of wrap up on that, because I think it's really important for us to uh, for us to know and for us to share as well. Amen. I mean, first of all, because it's it's basically commanded, um, you know, there's a there's a there's a contingent blessing that hinges upon our obedience to take care of God's people. Um, if we bless Israel, we'll be blessed. Uh, we were at the Western Wall, um, which was also, I mean, everything's like so impactful, right? And so yeah. like the reverence that the people show for that particular wall where we put prayer requests in and for the church and we pray over them um, to touch that wall. And then just to the left-hand side of it, I don't know how to, I don't know how it would be referred to, but there is like a whole corridor uh, where there is just a ton of um, rabbis and Jewish believers, and they're in there praying. They have some of them have scrolls open, some of them have their their prayer books, and they're just 
they're kind of doing the the rock and they're praying and yeah. a gentleman had his hand um stretched out and i i grabbed his hand and he began to pray for me uh-huh. and he he blessed me um not for money but i did give him money um <laughs> i was led to give him money and then he prayed for pastor greg and i mm. and he prayed no limits yeah and i'm telling you i believe we're beginning to see even the activation of that prayer right now where where the enemy tried to come in like a flood but our god knows no limits and when we open up and we receive the blessing truckloads of blessing Mm -hmm. handfuls of healings that can turn into multitudes of people getting coming to know the lord to seeing the love of jesus and if Mm -hmm. we take this restraints off we take the limits off of god and we obey his word and we bless israel we'll be blessed and I think this is just the tip of the iceberg of how deep the blessing goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm, I'm, I mean, and you guys kind of tease me a little bit saying, why did you give that guy money? Well, it says to bless Israel, you know, <laughs> and, um, and I don't think he was a panhandler. I don't know uh, why I grabbed his hand. I was led to, and he prayed a beautiful prayer over yeah. us. Um, and, and our hearts connect, you know, where your treasure yeah. is there, your heart will be also. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, there's, there's definitely, there's definitely, um, people there um and uh you know god's there and yeah yeah amen yeah jacob if i could just say that there's a thing very very common now in the Mm. church and it's called replacement theology and there's a lot of the churches embraced it that uh when they read israel in the bible that means the church now the church has replaced israel so when it says, you know, God's going to bless them, and the replay, if you look at the history, that came out of some um, theologians and religious mm-hmm. leaders uh, back in the 1940s, yeah. when um, there was no way that there would ever be an Israel. Yeah. There was no way there'd ever be a nation. They were scattered all the world. There was no Israel. Um, and, uh, you know, the Holocaust um, it was happening and you know murdering millions and so the only way they could make sense of the scriptures was to come out with this idea well it has to mean the church then mm. well then 1948 happened and israel yeah. was declared a nation by the united nations yeah. and uh, and and the great one of the greatest miracles in my lifetime and before your mm. lifetime is the nation of israel being yeah. reborn yeah. there was no hebrew language nobody the hebrew language was dead no one spoke it they mm-hmm. revived their language they revived their nation wow. and fulfilled all of the prophecies and are fulfilling all the prophecies that are in scripture mm-hmm. and so then those that embraced replacement theology many of them didn't know what to do with it but they'd been so vocal about it they couldn't really back away from it so they yeah. still say it but um i mean if you believe in god and you believe Mm -hmm. in miracles then you you believe in israel and israel is a nation with its language and it is a jewish nation with jewish laws religious laws and and it's one of the greatest miracles and and you know it's a dead dry bone thing god says if i can do this with the dead dry bones think what i can do for israel and he did he did and think what he can do for us so it's um, israel gives me hope um i just love breathing the air we were just with uh, we just hosted 
here in Ottawa, Jay and Marigel yeah. Rawlings, the Canadians that have lived in Israel now for 50 years. When we were there, we had dinner with Daniel, their son and his wife, that yeah. I had married them. And <clears throat> Maradam, uh, she, I mean, she's more Jewish than even though she is <laughs> she because she's been there that long and all the yeah. boys served in the military and all that but she said to me at dinner the other night why um mm. why did you why did you go to israel and and why do you keep going back mm. and what happened to you and and she's i don't want any nonsense i just want to know and i said well listen and i'll tell you i said when i got to jerusalem mm. i felt like i'd come home wow I absolutely felt like I'd come, and I, I'm trying to make sense of that because it didn't look like home, smell like home, mm. you know, the sounds weren't like home, and yet here yeah. I was yeah. home, and when I left, the first time we le we went was in the early 1970s, and um, I said to Gwen, I feel homesick when wow. I left, and she said, bro, you'll have to come back. Mm. And, and and to me, it's a spiritual thing. I just love yeah. breathing the air over there. It's like life yeah. here. And mm. people say, well, isn't it dangerous? And no, yeah, no, it's yeah. not. It's, it's very safe. safe. I mean, yeah. you've got pictures, Jacob and, and Zach, with, um, you know, young soldiers, men and women with big guns. <laughs> They're everywhere. <laughs> They're, they really protect you. Their security is amazing. And yeah. uh, the reality is here in Ottawa right now, more people are being shot and stabbed than in in israel um mm -hmm. and some israelis including the rawlings uh married rawlings said i was afraid mm -hmm. i was afraid to come to canada yeah. because of all the things i've heard was going on in the news and uh, um so yeah it's it's safe but um i love israel there wow he said it he said it. <laughs> it's out <laughs> i just want to share uh, one thing in conclusion and then uh, zach i'll get you to close in prayer but one of the things that i was I think challenged by that I didn't really realize um, I would be was the the dynamic. It's very religious in especially Jerusalem. You can kind of sense the the tension of you know between the Muslims and the Jews and the Christians that are there and this very religious tension. But what I saw were people that were devoted to what they believe, and I think that really challenged me in a sense while I was there to be like you know I saw. I don't know that I really saw a lot of Jews walking around with a phone in their hand, looking at their phone or texting, maybe some of the younger ones, but the ones who were really devout, I saw all of them, a whole bunch of them with their prayer books or with Torah, reading it and praying. And they were like, even, even their intentionality and what they wear to honor God. It's like, yeah, that's religious. But at the same time, there's a, a devoted heart yeah. that's being yeah. expressed there. That I think there's something in that that we could all learn from of like, you know, maybe we should actually be challenged to be like, do I just walk around with my phone or when's the last time I picked up my Bible, right? Like, are you being intentional with what you wear? Because, you know, culture says it's okay. You know, when we talk about, you know, especially with youth and young adults, like this culture of promiscuity and showing off your body. And it's just like, there was such an intentionality of the people that I think that's something that we could take. There's, there's. I don't think any area that you can't learn from something while you're in Israel will mess you up, <laughs> but it was good. So I just, I just wanted to share that in closing Amen. and uh, Zach wanted, well, thank you, by the way, for joining yeah. us today. It's uh, I know you're like, Oh, no big deal. You know, I love you guys and we love you. Um, but it's special for us to have you here. So why don't you bless, 
bless our listeners and, and bless us in, as you pray. Well, I know a lot of people tune in to Bill Prankert Evangelist Association because we believe in miracles. And today <laughs> is a wonderful day for your healing. <laughs> and Lord Jesus, I thank you for everybody who may be mm, tuning into this podcast for today, God, that you don't, they're not here by accident, Lord that you have ordained this before the foundations of the earth, God. And I pray, God, that you that you search the hearts of everyone listening right now, God, the need for everyone listening right now. Lord, we know that you are a mighty God. Mm-hmm. Lord, we know that you put the stars in the sky and call them by name, but you also yeah. know the hair of every person, the number of the hairs on everyone's head who's yeah. listening right now, God. And I pray, God, that there be any pain anywhere in their body, Lord Jesus, the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead lives in them. And your spirit gives life to the mortal body. And right now, in the name of Jesus, we command life, 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 abundant life into everything, in every cancer cell, in the name of Jesus, we command you to be destroyed, to self-destruct, and to go right now out of the bones. Leukemia, be healed right now in Jesus' name. Double vision, obstruction of vision. We speak life and healing right now into the ocular nerve. I speak life right now, and I speak. Be healed right now in Jesus' name. I thank you, God, for cataracts dissolving, God. I thank you for clear 2015 vision in Jesus' name. Lord, I praise you and we give you glory, God. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Any more? Lord, I thank you. I thank you for a swollen left foot and gout. Gout that has been attacking joints and toes and a left foot in the name of Jesus. We command this foot to be healed right now in Jesus' name. Toe be healed right now all pain go in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray and we bless Israel, God. Mm. We pray for the nation of Israel, Lord. Yes. We pray that you continue to move on world leaders, Lord Jesus, Mm. to know that they are your people and for whomever protect Israel, God, will be protected. And every nation that stands for Israel will be blessed, God. We pray Canada will stand for Israel. Lord, we pray our United States shall stand for Canada, God. Or for, for stand for Israel, God, and, and declare it as a Jewish nation. Israel belongs to God and it belongs to the Jews. Lord, let it be so. God, I pray for blessings to flow, for resources to flow, for all the provision for all those seeking Aliyah coming back to the nation. God, let them have a place to come. I thank you for jobs for them, Lord, for provision for them, Lord Jesus. And I pray, God, that they'll be lifted and they will know that you are Lord, that you are the Messiah the one that they've been looking for has come and has died and has resurrected and you're coming back again. And I pray these things in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Well, to each of you who are tuning in and have tuned in, thank you so much for joining us. And don't forget, as Bill mentioned, we've got an upcoming trip in the spring of 2024 that uh, if you're interested and you want to come to Israel, uh, this one will require you to be able to walk and hike. So you have to be physically fit enough to do that. And uh, we just want to make sure that you know that as well. So you can check out bpea.com to stay up to date for that. And for all of our podcasts, uh, wherever you're listening, give a like, give a subscribe. And so you can stay up to date on all our new episodes that come out. Again, Bill, Zach, thank you so much. Love you both. And uh, thank you guys for joining us today. I love you guys. I'll see you both soon.